A faith-based outreach is helping struggling families when they need it most with what's called the last mile of need. Chrissy Cochran is Director of Public Relations at CityServe. She says their mission is to equip and empower the local church to live out the gospel of Jesus in the neighborhood. Chrissy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be on. Well, first thing, please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with CityServe. Oh, with CityServe, well, actually, um, it started a couple years ago here in Bakersfield, California. I was um, at our church here at Canyon Hills Assemblies of God, and we decided to pilot the CityServe program here at our church. So my family and I signed up to be able to bring a Thanksgiving basket to a family in need. I personally thought that this would be a great opportunity to show the love of Christ to um, other people just in our community. And um, my husband and I and my kids were able to deliver a Thanksgiving basket, and we were just astonished at how God was able to use our family with um, another single mother with nine kids. And really, our paths would have never have crossed naturally, even though we only we only live a few miles apart from each other. But with the resources that the church was able to get, um, my family was able to walk in and build a relationship with this woman. And that was several years ago in the fall of 2017. That's how I got involved as a volunteer and then soon came on to work with the staff here in public relations. Who began CityServe? Well, CityServe was really birthed out of Canning Hill Assembly of God Church with Pastor Wendell Vinson, as well as um, Dave Donaldson, and he's also the co-founder of Convoy of Hope. So it's here out of out of Bakersfield that it was founded. Um, actually, we were able to get donated um, to the SoCal Network, um, this huge facility here in Bakersfield. It's a huge old Montgomery Ward warehouse, over 160,000 square foot of just emptied um it's an empty department store, really. And the Lord really spoke to Dave Donaldson and Wendell Vinson and said, okay, this building is going to be used to impact the city. So from there, there was just a lot of discussions and connections on on how we would impact the city with the thing that was birthed out, what was called CityServe. Okay. And what's the mission of uh, CityServe? Well, the mission of CityServe is really to to equip and empower the local church to live out the gospel of Jesus in their neighborhoods. See, we really believe that the answer or actually God's answer to a broken world is the local church. So we want to see the local church, most particularly the small neighborhood churches in the cities, be mobilized to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the neighborhood. Uh, We know that there are a lot of hurting, broken people in this world, and um, they could have a lot of real, tangible, felt needs. So we believe if a church is well-resourced with items that a, a family may need, the church can walk in and can fill a need 
whatever that may be, if it's food, furniture, household items. And when they do that, they open the avenue to where the church body can build a relationship with this person. And we ultimately want to see just um, just the church be able to show the love and kindness of Jesus to people who are hurting. And is CityServe a nationwide organization, or are you uh, pretty local to Bakersfield and the community? No, well, we are national now, yes. We were um, able to start our pilot program here in Bakersfield, but it quickly took off from there as we expanded into um, cities of Arkansas and um, and just throughout. And now with, um, you know, since the global pandemic hit early on this year, um, we've been able to resource more, more churches throughout the nation um, with the USDA Farmers to Farmers to Families Food Box Program. And that is where we're able to um, get these food boxes and be able to deliver it to what we call hubs, which then distribute it to church pods, points of distribution. And then those pods are able to deliver these food boxes through the last mile of need. So this has really expanded really fast throughout the nation because we know that there are just so many people who are hurting. There are so many people with um, in the last mile of need who have unmet food needs. And so we're able to support this USDA Farmers to Families Food Box Program and supply the church with um, much-needed resources. Tell us more about the last mile of need. What does that mean? Well, really, the thing is, is that there there is a subgroup of people that are really falling between the gaps, if you will. They have unmet needs, and you know the federal government and other nonprofits have admitted that they are unable to really fill all of these needs. That there are people who are falling between the gaps, and that. Um, you know, just because of, you know, a lot of program limitations, they're not able to serve everybody. And now the local church is in such a unique position because they may understand the special circumstances of their neighborhoods. They understand, you know, the specific needs of households. And so they can go into this last mile of need and serve people that a lot of government programs or other nonprofits can't. They, they just can't because of their limitations. But the church body can be moved and mobilized to go into this and um, go into what we call last mile of need and serve people who have unmet needs. So it's a really just a beautiful idea. And, and as you're serving and you're filling a need, such as right now, food is a major thing. Um, the church then is able to offer prayer and, and offer so much more than and just food boxes that can supply them for a few weeks at a time, but they're really offering them hope. And we know right now during this pandemic, it's really um, hope that everyone needs. When you speak of the last mile of need and the services that you provide through that program, what are those services exactly? Well, let me explain a little bit um, about the supply chain, and then you'll be able to understand how we service and, you know, how the um, city serve hubs and pods serve the last mile of need. Before the pandemic, uh, what we had was this great um, city serve distribution supply chain. So we're able to source from national well-known retailers um, items off of their shelves that were overstocked or in surplus or returned like new items. Now, instead of these household items, what we call goods in kind, would be thrown into landfills. Instead, they were able to give it to CityServe because they knew that these items were going to help people. So we would set up these hubs 
hubs, which are really um, other churches or nonprofit organizations that have the capacity to receive these truckloads of goods and kinds. They would then be in proximity to so many church pods, like I said, are points of distribution, and and those churches take these items and distribute it to um, people in their neighborhood who are in desperate need. So that um, that's a great way. It's just it's a great infrastructure to resource the local church. We also work with churches um, in capacity building because we know that there are so many areas of of hurting people. There's you know the fatherless and the addicted and the hungry and the homeless, and we want to see churches live out the gospel and be able to serve all types of people in whatever area they're hurting in. So, yes, sometimes it is resources and sometimes it's capacity building um, to where they can learn how to um, work with these work with people in their area and their area of need and special nonprofit programs. For instance, those who might help um, deal with mental illness, it's a great program called Fresh Hope, and we're able to help them and and train the church to build out um, a program like that so they could offer it to people in their neighborhoods. The most particularly this year, as uh, as the pandemic has hit, we've just seen because of loss of jobs and the economic impact, more people are hungry. The numbers are staggering. I mean, churches walk into the neighborhoods, they meet people in their homes, and what they're seeing are families and and children are crying because they don't have enough to eat. And so it has been such a blessing to our city serve has been able to source these food boxes from the USDA Farmers to Families Food Box Program, give it to hubs, which then distribute it to church pods, which then walk into these homes that, um, that need food, that are food insecure, that are the most vulnerable right now. Why churches? Why do they play such a big role in this uh, distribution? Yeah, churches are really unique. You know, they can do things that um, government programs and other nonprofits just can't. What's incredible is that churches are comprised of church members of the body of Christ that are so excited to love on people, to love on people. Really, there is no better network of people to love on others like the body of Christ. And we have spoken to church congregations all over the nation, and, and people want to be used. You know, there there is a group of people who are not as affected as much as others during this pandemic, but they want to help, and they want to show the love of Jesus to those who are hurting. And so with the city serve resources, we can mobilize a local church where the people who are actually in the pews and can can get them, you know, into their neighborhoods and they can be delivering goods, they can be um, delivering food boxes, they can be offering prayer. And the most unique situation about the churches is that the church body can build relationships. And that's ultimately the goal is that people who are hurting, people who are losing hope, we want to see them build relationships with their neighborhood churches to ultimately have lives that are transformed and redeemed in Jesus. It's a beautiful thing. And like I said, no one has an infrastructure like the body of Christ. No one has infrastructure like God. Jim Craig is associate pastor at Living Waters Assembly of God Church in Lamont, California, whose church is participating in the last mile of need. He says he's amazed and so proud of CityServe for what they're able to do for families in need. 
Pastor Jim, what's the experience been like uh, working with CityServe and the Last Mile of Need program? It, it has been uh, an amazing journey. It, it took us about a year and a half to work out the kinks and, and to get bold, and, and I'll explain that here in a few seconds. But what, what happened is we started going out into the neighborhood, and eventually we, we treated it more like a, hey, this is a giveaway, we're here, we're your local church, um, here, here you go, if you have any problems, we're over here, come see us, you know. And uh, what happened is, is it kind of morphed into a very personal relationship building tool, and instead of going out and hitting 15 homes in an hour, we started slowing down and started going out and building relationships, four or three relationships a day. And, and how we did that is we'd take whatever item, and it doesn't matter what item you take to them. It's just the fact that you're giving them a gift. And when I say them, I'm, I mean the people in the neighborhood. You're giving them a gift. And after you give them the gift and you've talked to them a few minutes, you know, that's when the boldness comes in there hey, you've received this gift and it's absolutely free and it's yours. There's no strings attached or anything, but there's a greater gift out there. Let me tell you about that. Is it mostly food boxes that you're handing out? Uh, Are you also uh, helping people out with services? We are doing both. What we do, usually we'll go out with items. And by items, I mean things that we've received from CityServe. It might be uh, an aerobed, it might be a toy for the kid, it might be any number of dozens of things. Once we get that and we start, that's our, our relationship, that's our icebreaker. Once we give them that, then we come back like a week later with a food box. And what's happening is these people are seeing us as no longer strangers, no longer that those uh, people at that church. Now they're seeing us as part of the community. And it goes from strangers to part of the community to now we have a relationship with them. Who are you helping the most? Is it mostly families? Is it individuals? Is it a combination? Tell me about that experience. Mostly it is families. We are out there reaching out to various individuals. Usually when we knock on a door, it's a parent that will answer the door. Or if it's a child, then we'll ask for a parent. Um, But what we're finding here in Lamont is, is we have a large Hispanic population. A lot of them don't speak Spanish. A lot of them are... A lot of them don't um, speak English, you meant to say. Right, right. But, but we always go out with somebody who does speak Spanish. And, and so what happens is by the time we've built that relationship and by the time they've accepted Christ and we go through the sinner's prayer with them, we have found that usually at least one child, sometimes two, will repeat the sinner's prayer with us. And it just amazes us to watch the spirit move in, in that family when that happens. What's your current protocol, you know, in handing out these food boxes? Uh, what does that look like now, especially, you know, going through this pandemic? We go to the house and we honk the horn. When we first have made contact with the family, we tell them, hey, we're going to come back uh, every uh, now and then. We don't know how regular, but it, it's been pretty regular about once a week. Um, I'll honk the horn, and nine times out of ten, they'll come to the door and and come out, and we'll just pass it to them and and ask if everything's okay, if they need prayer, whatever. Uh, If if they don't come at the 
honking of the horn, we'll knock on the door. If they don't come then, then we'll just leave and then we'll try and come back later. And about the food boxes, you know, have you had enough or is there still a big need? You know, there's, there's, a, there's always the need. Um, we went from getting about 30 boxes and, and we would go out and come back with maybe two left and think, wow, we really get, did a great job. Uh, at one point, we went out with almost um, 150 boxes, and we had a couple different teams helping us, and lo and behold, we came back and nobody had any boxes left. And we went, wow, we're really reaching out. Now, what we've, we've expanded our program, even though we go back to the same people that we've, we go in contact with CityServe, we're still going out with CityServe and, and still reaching out to them, still trying to uh, get people to accept the gifts and, and accept the biggest gift of all. But we're also, uh, we, we're involved in the Angel Tree Program, and I'm assuming everybody knows what the Angel Tree Program is. That's uh, kids that uh, uh, their parents are in prison, and we throw a Christmas party for those kids. Well, once we've got their address, we go back and visit them, and we take them food boxes also. And so we've built a relationship with them and their families, and we keep going back. And, and, and if they, we go into a house and we notice, wow, they don't have a table. They don't have a couch. Uh, they don't have anything. We had one family that absolutely had nothing. They were watching TV on the floor, and CityServe got them everything they they got couches they got uh, bureaus they got a, a coffee table uh, you name it they got it and, and I was so amazed and so proud of city Surf for what they were able to do and this family to this day we still reach out to them still talk to them and and show them love and you know once you help one of those families um, what's that experience like you know to you to the people you know, that help you, uh, you know, deliver these uh, food boxes and these items that these people so desperately need? I, I think in many ways it, it changes all of us. I, it changes them. It changes us. It changes the people who help. Uh, I'm very excited. I worked in law enforcement for 27 years, and I honestly thought that I made a difference in the job I did. I go out now and I see immediately the, the difference. And uh, it's, it's made me bolder in, in saying, you know, hey, uh, let me introduce you to, to Christ. Let me um, talk to you about this. Let me, you know, and, and so I see it in my team. I see it in, in the different leaders that they want to go out. They want to experience that. And once they experience, they're on fire. They want to get everybody else involved. And we want to go out and, and hit the whole neighborhood. When we see one family member accept Christ, or we see a parent and then a child or two accept Christ with them, it's just absolutely amazing. And what's the goal of Living Waters and the Last Mile of Need program moving forward, you know, including post-pandemic? What, is, what does that look like to you? We're, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to go out. We're just going to show love. Uh, our, our motto is to show uh, the love of Jesus. We're, we're just going to go out and make the greatest impact on our community by showing the love of Christ. Call us. Uh, it, and it doesn't matter if you need food, if you need this, if you need that. We are committed to trying to go out and, and help that and find that for you. Um, our church has even gone to the extra mile 
if we don't have it, we're going to go out and buy it. We're going to make sure that that family does not go hungry, that that family does not go without. If a family needs a bed, if a family needs a, a blanket or a pillow, and these are basic necessities, but we sometimes forget there's families out there that don't have them. We're going to get them one way or another. We're going to get them. Chrissy, besides the churches, uh, who else do you partner with? Uh, I heard you mention Convoy of Hope. Is that correct? Yes, yes. So right now through this pandemic, we've been so blessed and honored to um, to support the USDA Farmers to Families Food Box Program. So in supporting of that, City Service facilitating the faith-based community for Farmers to Families, and it is a great community of churches and faith-based nonprofits all over the nation and we're coming together all as designated hubs which then connect to other pods to distribute these food boxes and many of them are um, are well-known organizations like Convoy of Hope and World Vision and 1-800-DISASTER. I mean, the list goes on and on because there are just so many amazing faith-based organizations in the United States where they say, hey, we got to get out there. We got to serve those who are needing those. There are too many people that are falling between the gaps and we need to mobilize the church to fill the gaps and feed the hungry. Okay. How many families do you think are out there still in need, especially during this time of this pandemic? There are millions of families in need. I mean, you just look on the news and you see report after report of um, statistics right now of families that have lost jobs, that are considered um, food insecure, that are considered impoverished way more. And because now, before the pandemic, there were definitely households that were barely getting by, right? They were just barely meeting their needs, making ends meet with the income that was coming in. Now, with the, when the pandemic hit, millions of people lost their jobs. The, there was just a halt in so much of our workforce, and unemployment has gone up drastically. So those people who are barely getting by now have to decide, are they going to, with the little bit that they have, do they pay for their rent, do they pay for shelter, or do they pay for food? And so that has gone up significantly. What we've also been seeing is there are a group of people who thought they would never need assistance. Um, we see people in food lines um, that maybe even look out of place because of maybe how they look or the type of car, and they, they drive in with just tears welling in their eyes. They just they never thought they'd be here, but they are so grateful that they are able to get a food box from the USDA Farmers to Families. They, they just never imagined how can we any of us anticipate that the, this pandemic would hit us this year and that so many jobs would be gone and that so many more people would be in need. So there are definitely millions upon millions in the United States who are now considered food insecure. Since the launch of the food box program um, earlier this spring, we have been honored to serve. We've distributed now over 3.5 million boxes million boxes across the nation to that go those go to our hubs which then are distributed to our church pods so it's a beautiful thing to see so many families get served through the body of Christ wow and do you ever get to meet these people that you serve me personally yes sure. as a city serve yes it's been great yes uh, what's that experience like well I'll, I'll tell you we had 
an outreach here in Bakersfield a couple of weeks ago at Canyon Hills. And, and we say, okay, we have um, for this one Saturday outreach, we have 1,800 boxes. We do, we get the word out a little bit on social, on, on um, the local media here. And we say, okay, let's see if there is the need. And we say, okay, outreach is starting at nine o'clock and 7 a.m. lines are forming. Cars are lining up to get food. There is a great need. We had a line of cars going, wrapping all the way around the block, holding up traffic. The local sheriff had to say, hey, is everything okay here? How long are you guys doing this? We said, let them come. There is a need. So, you know, we always kind of start off with outreach. and like, well, we have a whole bunch of food. I know there's people out there. Hope they're able to come. Right. And then the line um, starts forming and starts wrapping around church campus around the blocks. And all of us in this ministry and at the churches, like we we are, our hearts are just squeezed by the Holy Spirit. We just know that there's so many people in need and we've got to help them. And then when they come through and you see their faces, you give them a box. They, some could have children in the car or not. Um, and then we say, you know, can we can we just pray for you? And it's it's great being there. You know, everyone's all masked up. We got the mask on. We got the gloves. Everyone's being protective. And then we say, can we pray for you? And um, many are like, yeah, absolutely. Just pray don't get sick or pray that we can find work. Um, most of the time we have people just right when you say, can I pray with you? There are people just breaking down in tears and and say, thank you so much. I, I really needed this. And by the way, can you also pray for my grandson who is addicted to drugs? Can you also pray for my sister who is sick with COVID? I mean, the list goes on and on, which shows that people want prayer. People want Jesus and they they want the connection with the church. Uh, so it's been amazing to see how much hope can be filled um, in someone's car when you just load up the box of, of, of produce. And how can families in need get a hold of you? We have church pods all over the nation. So the best way would be able to reach our, take a look at our website, cityserve.us. Um, you can c- connect us there. We'll connect you with a church um, where you can get resourced. Um, that would be the best thing. And if you're a church leader and you want to be involved, you connect with us there as well, because then we can set you up as a hub or a pod. And we want to see all churches throughout the United States be fully resourced to be able to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in their community. All right. Fantastic. And before we conclude, uh, any final thoughts uh, that you may have uh, or something that you would like our listeners to remember? Um, I think a great thing that we all need to keep in mind is during these hard times, uh, the world looks looks a little scary and looks quite different, but we know that God never changes. And in fact, this pandemic does not surprise him, but he has positioned all churches, all of his churches for such a time as this. And these churches are uniquely positioned right where they are and the neighborhood that they're in with the congregation that they have to move, to get out of this, their four wall building and get into the neighborhoods and show the loving kindness of Jesus. We know that will drastically change lives. Thanks to Chrissy Cochran from CityServe and to Pastor Jim Craig from Living Waters Assembly of God Church for joining us today. And thank you for listening. I'm Rafael Sierra.